With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Soccer show, and we are the Blue Testament. Welcome, everyone. Right, guys. Good to be back. Right on. Uh, my name is Cody Bradley. Bad Bell, and we got Robert Russer. <laughs> I was oh, looking at Bob the talk. Missing, and we're was, missing Miss Allie. We are no no a trust this week. <laughs> uh, she wants to record one after the game, though, so we might try that. Very well, Allie. But I mean, you know, she's the first one of us to get quoted on, you know, the Sporting Kansas City video. I mean, her voice was on there, her question. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. I'm so jealous. It was a, it was a nice <laughs> setup to the rest of the awesome video. There you go. Where to go, Ali? Okay, Sporting Kansas City, first place. Yes. Bad, get excited. Bad looks yes. tired. <laughs> yeah, it's the. I guess some of the excitement is worn off here on Wednesday, Thursday night when we're recording this. It was exciting to finish first, and now it doesn't matter. Now, yeah, now everyone else, I think most of Sporting KC Nation is looking ahead to bigger things. I think it's the hesitant optimism of 
sporting fans. We're optimistic, but we're still hesitant because of the past history. <laughs> well, that past, happen? <laughs> that past history uh, seems to, well, beyond that being a redundant phrase, <laughs> it seems past history. <laughs> it seems that we have defeated the history. Gotten past the one thing that they have not been able to get past for the past four years. I saw, I saw, I saw no decline at the end of the season. I saw three straight wins to close out the season and get first place. And that was damn impressive. It was there, damn impressive. There would have predicted that. There was the threat of it though. Five games left. They went on two. They had two straight draws at home. One of them they were marufoed, but whatever. <laughs> the team, the team had they won three games in a row. They lost one game, and then they went on a five-game winless streak to end the season. That's that's what happened. Two draws at home were not good. Agreed. One of Agreed. them, again, they were marufoed, but still. <laughs> so, again, they, they ended a three-game winning streak, they lost one game, and then ended the season on a five-game unbeaten run. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> hey, we ended up in first. That's all that matters. Yes, indeed. But the impressive thing is they went on the road yeah. and got two wins. Of course, one of them was just Dallas, who obviously isn't that good, because Portland just went down and beat them too. Yeah, Dallas. Good Lord. What a collapse. Yeah, screw Dallas. But anyway, and we're going on the road for the first time in the playoffs, so we're all good, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, huge win, but they definitely paid for it. Like, the Vermees wasn't shy about the fact they were playing it like a final and they left literal blood on the field like it was a final yeah from, Zuzi, from multiple places Zuzi throwing up with the blood there that was well, truly, spitting up blood, not throwing truly up. terrifying for a second as he was coughing up blood like i was like is Zuzi dying on the field in front of me right now <laughs> i mean yeah. should i i should know this as a guy but if you get hit in the cojones too hard does that make you bleed is that what happened stomach that's no. what i thought was the problem the way they were well, I thought he got hit in the nose and his nose was bleeding and he that just like could be it snorted too. it all knows, back into his mouth and then coughed it back up. they were up. doing the knee thing with the, yeah, anyway. And, okay, I couldn't see what was going on during that game because the way the angle of the sun was at and where I was at, I had a hard time seeing a lot of the little stuff that happened in that game until later. But uh, when he was spitting out blood on the broadcast, it looked more to me like yeah. he had bit his tongue yeah, or his like cheek that. and yeah. he had a lot of blood in his mouth it wasn't straight blood it was the blood saliva mixed thing it wasn't <laughs> like he was coughing up something out of a lung so let's give the people something red. something from training uh all of those guys that were banged up let's look at johnny russell uh you took a nice hit about three seconds into mm-hmm. the match yes sir <laughs> typical johnny russell though going for the ball yeah. fighting he doesn't care what it takes man he is there's so many highlights of from this season, most of them end with like a goal immediately after uh, of him just completely selling out and ending up on the ground. <laughs> That's why we love him. No so, doubt. how yeah. is he? Has he seems fit? Well, at least at the beginning of the week, they were still holding him out of training. Yeah, and I don't know about today, Bob. Yeah, he was uh, in the shenanigans that they were doing at the beginning of the training today. They were having some fun. He, was, he was out there. He was involved. Okay, Russell's good. Zussi. He was also held out of training on the beginning of the week. He was out there. So that's a good sign. But the thing about him is all year he's been in the training room a lot, and he hasn't missed a minute. So that's a positive, but 
Yeah, I mean, by the end of the season, he's going to need a big old rest. Well, he's like 120 in dog years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. Um, and Icopara took another shot to the head, and everyone held their breath at the same moment <laughs> when that happened. Uh, he was um, wearing a precautionary headgear, right? Is this what I at, heard? At practice today, yeah. I interviewed him before training, and you know he, he seemed fine. All his faculties were there, but yeah, he had the protective headgear on. But the thing is, is all season he's had this inner ear thing mm-hmm. that's kind of bothered him. I believe it kept him out of a game, did it not? Yeah, there was a there yeah. was like a week or something that yeah yeah, yeah. so that's when Fontes played was well, that yeah it? I think so yeah um, but he seems to be fine so again he was not out there for the first practice of the week either but was today yeah oh yeah <laughs> and um, Roger also but we don't know if that was a specific <laughs> a specific injury or just like yo he's kind of old <laughs> it's just old age. <laughs> He's yeah, give the, the man some. Give the man a rest. He, the way he runs around that field and is just. Oh man, it's, no, I, I'm impressed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. not a. It's not a slam. It's just the big. One of the big worries for the future of this team is that they just re-signed all three old guys. Yeah, Beasley being the least injured of them all, but. Uh, uh, that his goal, Rogers' goal, it was just so satisfying. I was so happy for him. He deserved it. And what a cracker. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then just in perfect Roger fashion, admitted after the game, like, guys, that could have gone exactly <laughs> into the stands or into the back of the net like it did. <laughs> and most of his does go in the stands. <laughs> yeah, but he's good He's good for that at least once a season. Roger's good for one of those screamers where it just falls to him right outside the box. And he did have one earlier this year. Like, they, he did have one. Well, that was his third goal. I think that well, He's, I mean, in a, as a screamer, yeah. the other one might have been more impressive. Honestly, I think they lost that game. Was it? Did we lose it color at Colorado this year? Did that happen? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but he had a screamer in some game that that we ended up losing. But so he's he's capable of it. It was good to see it. At the beginning of the year, I did predict he was going to score more than he's ever scored before. Yeah, I meant to I, bring that up. Yeah. I, I, I did. I was <laughs> wrong in the fact I said he was going to score as much as he had scored before. I think or something like that. But yeah. Well, it just didn't take a lot for that to go right, <laughs> for that prediction to be correct. So. But his assists were pretty good this year. Yes, yes. So. Roger's been great. We've talked en- – we gush enough about Roger on this show. <laughs> but we have to because there are still – still, there's someone out, is out there. Is this just the Roger segment? There, yeah. <laughs> there's someone out there right now listening to this that is like, eh, you know, I'm not sold on Roger. Yeah, yeah, I don't I'm get okay. it. Like, I don't get it. People are just driving me crazy with I, him. I do well, feel I mean, like we should might as well have a weekly segment on Roger <laughs> and uh, who's the number nine and on the yeah. best player in MLS, Johan Kraze. Yeah, and if Kraze <laughs> is good or horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been some people who have come out with this whole thing, and we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but putting Espinosa at left back is the worst idea ever because we would lose so much in the midfield with him out there. We're, we're, we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. We'll yeah. get to that. I disagree, but we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Should we just ideas? talk about? Let's just let's just morph into that the left back situation. Do we want before we do that? Do we want to talk about the game at all? I mean, I know this is we don't we're not really going to do a recap, but I mean, yeah. Let's. Why do that. are we talking about the left back situation? That might be a point. That we <laughs> yeah, want that's to bring up because Sestinovic was doing his job. If every Emilia's <laughs> right post. Yeah, if everyone can just have this conversation calmly, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Uh, Damn it! Yeah, that man. That's just so. It's like they they won that game in spite of 
the same soccer gods that kept the double post ball out <laughs> in that in that shootout. The same soccer gods were doing their damnedest to prevent us again. But in spite of all that, and a man down, they they pulled it out. Like, so yeah, so the, that debate, what comes down to, maybe that hit his arm, but I think sporting fans will never never be able to get behind or never get around the idea that it's it had to be clear and convincing, clear and obvious to overturn it. And to me, none of the man. views that we have seen show that. However, Vermees said he has seen enough that he did not want to challenge it. Well, no, again, yeah. Yeah, right, that's fine. Not to challenge it, but we're talking in-game that referee's decision was there from what he saw clear and obvious error to overturn his call and it just that seems insane to me it sounds like they there is enough of a view that we did not see on no, the broadcast they were, on the broadcast they i saw the picture the the freeze frame they showed it i mean i the but there's there's supposedly more better view than what we saw who says that vermees what exactly did he say? Because what you just said didn't make me fully think that. You just said he's seen enough. That doesn't mean he saw more than everyone else. He he's, said that he saw views that were not available to him when he first talked. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the rest of how he said it, but basically the views that we all saw, he what, saw more. That the view from behind the goal. See, I don't, I don't know that you can even like say that, like. <laughs> Nothing what you just said shows that he was like, yes, I saw views that no one else saw. That view from behind the goal is the one that I, that's what on the broadcast they said, this is the one they used to overturn it. No, they can't say that. They were like they were they kept showing a bunch of different views and then eventually they showed another one and they were like this is the one that we hadn't seen yet. And he, that's what who was who was calling it? The little guy? <laughs> What's his name? No. No, it was on the national broadcast. What's the little guy's name? I don't listen to those guys. Uh, anyway, yeah, he was like, he was like, I swear, he was like, we're being told this is the one that we they have not seen that they say use. that because they don't have the same access. VAR has access to all the cameras. Okay, supposedly, yes, supposedly, the TV broadcast has access to all the same views as VAR. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they saw the same view that VAR saw. So it, the view that I'm talking about, I think that would, if Vermees saw that one, that would be enough for him to say, I'm not going to challenge it because I wouldn't I have challenged it either. I agree. But that doesn't change the fact that it was not clear and convincing to overturn the original Well, let's call. go back to that. We're talking about human beings here, and in a bang-bang play like that, I think any center referee is going to have second thoughts about what he saw. Yeah, and that's you're always going to have a second thought. Yeah, and that's the fallacy in any system is the human part of it. You know, so he's going to say, "Okay, I'm going to look at it." Didn't so? Didn't this happen to Sporting like just a couple weeks prior to this, where (laughs) there was clear and convincing to it did it didn't overturn it because there wasn't clear and convincing. What was that? What was that about? Oh, oh the. The penalty. Yeah, the penalty Marupo. in the L.A. game. Yeah. Yeah, Except, so we got burned on that way because there wasn't it wasn't enough. And a lot never, of the Sporting Kansas City community 
looked at that and went, yes, we get it. We understand the rule as as soccer as an, and MLS fans that it needs to be clear and convincing to overturn. There were people that were mad at it. There were people like, oh, I think it was clear and convincing. But still, yeah, I'm one all of, of the all of the voices among in sporting Kansas City fans were acknowledging you have to kind of at least understand. Clear, it wasn't clear and convincing. The biggest argument on that one was he didn't go look. Yeah. Okay. So either the VAR ref did not recommend him to look, right? Or he said, "No, I'm completely convinced that I saw what I saw." Right. Right. I'm, I don't. So even, we, we don't, don't need to about talk about that. about that one. I'm just saying that it's like that just happened to this fan base, and that was the reaction from a lot of them. And so, I think that if that call doesn't get overturned, I think there's plenty of people in MLS and LAFC fans that are like. Yeah, that really sucks, but like, <laughs> I got we you. get it. I got you, and that's why I like. That's that's where I'm at on that on that call. That it's like I'm looking at that, and I think LAFC fans could be like, "All right, that really sucks," but like, so, I get this rule. So you're asking but, for consistency? Yeah, I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm voicing my frustration, I guess, because they for real, man. That just that was so unlucky, and it's just that it really felt like the double post moment where it's like, no one will let this happen. Like, God dang it. No, and and I'm not arguing that I. It's really frustrating to me because I didn't. I do not look at that angle and go, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It was a handball. I yeah. don't even there. Uh, I think it probably was okay, but probably. not a hundred percent because. Yeah. To again, the very quick look that he had because he literally only looked at it for a couple seconds and then walked away, but the angle that it was coming in, it looks like it hit his arm. But it could have also hit just a little bit a little, farther in, yeah. and bounced off. And so, right? and honestly, even at that point, that's what I was like trying to think. It's like I don't even necessarily know the like clean cut rule there. Like, if it does hit a guy on the chest and maybe kind of grazes his arm, is that always a clear cut <laughs> handball? You know, it's just it's I don't know the handball. There's still some ambiguity there's, there's on what maybe, yeah, probably, exactly. definitely, right? yeah. As that indicates, yeah, moving down the shoulder and arm there. Uh, yeah, it's just there's the arm is just split into like <laughs> ambiguous but, segments. There. Zones. But again, what Seth did is perfectly normal for a defender to do. Okay, I mean, I know when I was on a post, I grabbed the post because yeah. I needed a little help to jump higher because you know three inch vertical doesn't help. So that kind of begs another question. Go ahead, but but because the arm is in an unnatural position, even though that's not technically in the rule book exactly that way, that's the way they've defined how to call this mm-hmm. stuff, which is a bunch of crap because I've seen calls this year, uh, somebody running and the, the you, your arm swing when you run, right? So your arm's in a forward position while you're running and it hit that arm, which is perfectly natural position. Yeah. You're not going, you know, you're not sticking your arm out to block it, you're running. And yeah, that's the natural the natural position argument is about making yourself bigger to block yeah. a ball with your hand. Which like, that's do I think Seth was trying to make himself bigger? No, no. Was he was his arm in unnatural position in quote marks with right. you know, my little finger quotes? Right. Uh, technically, but it's what you would normally have it out there. But mm-hmm. did he did he move to make his arm out there? No. Because to be honest, I don't think he had time to move. Other, yeah. Than, I mean, like a it was slight pretty bang bang. Of, right, that's the thing. He'd have time to move. Yeah. Yeah. So, the biggest thing is you're right. The clear and obvious was it clear enough and obvious enough to overturn it? And again, my understanding from what talking for me is and talking to somebody else was that yes, there was another angle that we never saw on the broadcast 
that made him do it. Still, I, you haven't told me a quote from anyone that you talked to. That, I don't. I can't quote a quote off the top of my head. But everything they said just makes me think they saw the view from behind the goal that didn't come out until later. It came out in the broadcast. You said that. Yeah, later. At like It was literally probably 10 minutes after it had happened. But Vermees would have seen that before. You don't bef- know that. That's what I'm saying. You don't know why. Like, you don't know that. Cody, can you just take my word for what I but, was told? Well, that's why I, I can't lied. give you an exact oh, quote of what that's he why said. I, was trying to ask I can't you. give you an exact quote of what he said off the top of my head. I'm, oh, oh the, my goodness. Columbus just scored. Yeah. Sorry. We're watching the Columbus game on TV. And no, that's what I, I want to know if that's the deal. That's why I was trying to ask what was actually said because I'm not sure that. I don't have it. I'm not sure that in we front can, of me. I'm not sure that we can say on this pod that we know they saw another view. Like I don't we don't know that for sure. Okay, we can't, I can. So I can say that. You can clear an so, obvious you can't. But so do you a clear are saying obvious, so. you are saying they did say that. You just can't remember the exact words. I think that's what I've been saying, yes. I mean, you said what you thought he said, and that to me was just different. Right move on <laughs> but despite all that this team still came back scored a goal and won the bloody game yeah like it was like 10 minutes later 12 minutes later or something Not that like that far after yeah 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 because hmm. yeah. the beauty of it is a man down they didn't go oh we're gonna just sit back and absorb pressure they went and attacked Kyrie Shelton so, Daniel shall we and we talked leading up to it that their defense was so poor and that they're right. quite vulnerable in the back, and they did it with just – I mean, that was a great ball from Kyrie. That really was. But – Yeah. In some fairness, I, I know I've heard middle, some people kind of say, like, if this was anybody other than Kyrie, would people be going, oh, that was a great ball? I mean, if it was um, Russell doing it, you'd go, okay, that was just a good ball. I mean, it wasn't, like, a great ball. Oh, no, man. He bent it right in front of two defenders right on his foot. I thought it was great. I'm not the one saying this. I'm just like, I saw somebody saying this about how just because it was Kyrie. In fact, I think it was one of our commenters at some point. Yeah, it's like, yeah. just because it was Kyrie, yeah, people yeah. were making it sound great. And I don't know that it was a great pass. It was a very, it was, it was what was needed. So I think I remember, and I have to watch it again. I kind of thought it was a no look pass, too. Well, and he Daniel, glanced and Daniel then he looked said, forward. Daniel said after the game, or like when he was talking about the goal, he was like, Kyrie came up and said after that he saw me or like that he knew I was going to be there. Right. <laughs> but when he actually passed it, he wasn't looking. He was trying to be deceiving. Well, didn't, Daniel gave him the ball, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, he gave yeah. it right back to him. Right, that? Yeah. 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 And Kyrie did say that uh, once he, he uh, after he made the pass, that um, Daniel set it up perfectly. And he goes, once he did that, I knew it was a goal. Nice. Yeah, the touch he took, yeah. So, yes. Seth got the red card, which hurt me to see him be sent off. The guy that just wants to help his team. <laughs> Thought he was doing everything right. So Yes, he got sent off, and now we need to replace him. Now Sporting needs to replace him. So I know I, I think I tweeted this out that night, but Seth has gotten red carded twice now, and in both games, Kansas City has come back and won. What was One, the what was the other game? Open Cup game against Dallas. Oh yeah. And in both games there was a Ike head problem. <laughs> and this one not as severe because he didn't go to the hospital, but in the open cup game against Dallas, the Ruti the Maxi Ruti, yeah. Um bicycle kicked him in the head. So 
And another stat, too, the last three times the Boston Red Sox have won the World Series, Sporting has gone to MLS Cup. Yeah, I but saw anyway. that one. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Okay, so <laughs> Vermees has seemingly quite a bit of options here. Not as many as he would like. Well, that's there's no clear option. Meaning no clear that and obvious. Mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> meaning that there's, meaning that there's just a whole bunch of options because no none of them are sticking out. So like, okay, let's just look at them all. In no particular order. You you wrote these down? Yeah, and I probably forgot some. No particular order. A three man backline. That is one. Jalen Lindsay. Two. Johan Kraze. Three. Roger Espinoza. <laughs> Four. And and Matt Beesler. Five. You're forgetting one. I don't know. Brad Big Baby Evans. <laughs> Big Baby. He does he does do outside back? Yeah. Okay. Although mostly right. Or always right, but hey, so is Lucy and so is Lindsay. Yeah, knock that one. That one is the last one. That one is definitely at the bottom of that list. That was actually no I would order. do that one above Espinoza. Yeah, I don't know. I think Roger could get involved. Like he could. I think he would still get involved from he back would there. Lose so much in the midfield, though. So much. And his because it's kind of a different. I mean, it's it is a different position, but it's a different. Uh, uh, fitness level type of thing yeah. too. Roger's always running, but they're short little bursts where the outside backs are basically doing yeah. you know, seventy yard runs up and back and up and back. So you didn't mention the theory that I came up with that Gutierrez could play left back. And put Crase in the midfield. To me that's an option, but Gutierrez. Huh? Yeah. I, I just don't know that he's ever done it. I mean yeah, but his his pedigree, his his smarts, his yeah, he's still he's ferocious defensively. Still, if he was more a, subtly than Roger, but he is. If he was um, given a couple weeks to prepare, I think that might be a little <laughs> bit better option. Perhaps, perhaps, just something um, I throw out there. But another option would be Gerso because of. I know he's not defensively as good, but the whole speed thing. That just you, makes me put my hands in my face in my hands. <laughs> so, you know, same people people were saying the same thing about Madranda when he was back there. People were saying the same thing about Lobato when he was back there. People were saying the same thing about Crazé being back there. <laughs> I'm not suggesting it's the best option, but oh, yeah. just looking at the potential off the wall, something that Peter might come up with. Well, hell, we got so many left-footed players on this team. It could be a number of people. <laughs> so Cause, sad. Because the first time that some guy named Zussi was back there, people were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> is the right back hurt? But this is a playoff game. Sad. What are your top three choices for left back to remedy the left back situation this weekend? Lindsay, Crazé, three-man. There are no other options, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, those seem to be the three for me um, as well. And quite honestly, it could be Crazé, Lindsay, three-man back line, or Lindsay could be even the third one, considering he played today. But he should well, be okay. Well, considering we need a th- overlapping and attacking backs, we're not going to go with a three-man back line. What's okay. your three? What's your top three for this? Uh, I don't even know if I have three. 
I mean, <laughs> if Lindsay hadn't, uh, and, and you know, we haven't talked about this yet, if he hadn't played we'll 70-something minutes tonight. Um, you weren't supposed to say that yet. But. Okay. Well, I mean, um, but he hasn't played there since July. So, to me, Krause is the first option. Um, and that's it? Because he's played 20-some-odd minutes there? So. I could see putting Beasler on the left and putting Fontes in the middle with Ike. I could see that as an option. So that might be a, a second option, though I don't like it. Uh, and then Brad Evans may be in the middle and throw in Beasler out to the left. But, yeah. Good Lord. That's just as bad as Roger. <laughs> That's just as bad as playing Roger out there. Making what? Brad Evans no. start at center back right now. Oh, okay. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. I would... Yeah, before Evans was a center back, it, they would be a three-man back line. Of Fontas <laughs> and Ike. That would be a default, huh? Uh, there would be somebody on the bench to be a fill-in as a center back if necessary. <laughs> uh, and I don't think the whole three-man back line is such a bad idea because they, they played it earlier this year at RSL in an Open Cup game when they had a lot of injuries and a lot of people gone for international duty and they made the most of the people they had. And it was... Only one of the starting center backs, right? Weren't there two, so. <laughs> two replacement center backs playing that game? Yeah, guys, but the uh, that was Amore was... and Graham Smith that game that we did that that they played with. It could be three um, center backs. So it's not such a crazy idea. It, they played it earlier this year, um, and then if I was going to do the three man back line, you would still have Zusi as the wing back right mid essentially. You'd have Krause as the left wing back mid and then you go with your normal three in the middle and you just have two up top russell and shallowy damn that doesn't sound so bad it's a hell of a lot of change for a crucial playoff game well it might not be the way how like fluid and versatile they do this four three three that they always do and man uh-huh. everyone's always out of position everyone's moving yeah. all throughout the field so it might not even be that wild but I, my, I'm, I I'm picking Krause. I mean, yeah, and with to Cody's point, as much as they're switching around, I know how many times I've looked up and went, "Why the hell is Roger at right back?" Yeah, I know. And it was, and I'm like, "Well, where's where's Graham? Oh, he's up there. Okay, who's in the middle? Okay, because uh, Espinosa's back here, well, Russell's in the, the middle, Zeusy's up there. And, yeah, but it's it's so seamless. I mean, that's they why, do it so I well. Mean, just we're just saying that that would mean. In theory, it shouldn't be, you know, a lot of change. It shouldn't be that, <laughs> yeah, that big of an ordeal if yeah. they're able to do it in game. And they were able to do it in a key Open Cup game with scrubs. And they would yeah, have had, and, and they would have a week playing too, more or less. And it's not an MLS playoff game that. Means and they would so have a week to prepare for doing it as well. But yes, Krause, I think that's my favorite choice. Seems a pretty clear option as far as what's been going on. And the three-man back line is something that, while Peter didn't specifically mention it earlier this year, was something that he heavily alluded to about when with all the different people they have. So doing it once means... <laughs> um, no, he talked about earlier, like at the beginning of the year, about how the, oh, the talk's people... talk's one thing, doing it's another. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I think Jalen Lindsay might be my number one choice there. Yeah, played there since July. You played tonight. 
He's I mean, young. haven't played there. Like he has been with the team, right? And right. been he's, he's been practicing as outside back. And as Thad pointed out, I mean, Kraze has played there like a handful of minutes, right? And hasn't played left back for years. And Lindsay has, yeah. And that's it's that's why it's such a weird thing right now. Is to me. The outside winger, the outside forwards, and the outside backs are so interchangeable in this system. They go for, I mean, they're always overlapping each other and covering for each other. It's just a little bit more offensive responsibility, a little bit more defensive responsibility. That's why I threw Gerso out as a, at least as an option. Um, he's not the strongest defender in the world, but people were saying that about some of the other people that have been back there, and they were pretty good. So let me throw this out there. Making a change to a back line in the middle of game is a pretty big deal. Yes. Say that's why choosing the correct person to start is a very big deal. Because you don't want to say, okay, let's throw Lindsay out there, and if he can't perform because he's young and he's a little naive still, and we can just trade him out for somebody else. No. Okay, let's throw Croze out there. You've got to make the right decision. Why, why can't you do that? Because changing a back line in the middle of a playoff game is big, bigger than any position in, in my mind. Where, yeah, where see, I, I was like thinking of it as you can start Lindsay there, and if we need some attacking reinforcements, you can put Croze there. Yeah, but you'd rather not get down one or two goals because of mistakes. Well, that doesn't that mean you have to be down. It could, it could, <laughs> you just if you need a goal, it can be a level game. No, I'm or just saying could, that if, if that person who starts at left back ends up making a total cluster of it. Well, yeah, that would yeah. not be good. Yeah. <laughs> Did Lindsay make a total cluster of it when he played there before? No, but again, this is the playoffs. This is a different situation. Uh, and as as much as I have talked up Johan, the best player in MLS, Croze this year, <laughs> he at left back has not looked so good in his limited time. He did he that made a screw up against LA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, a pass to whoever it was right at the top of the box. That's yeah. a bad thing for a defender to do. Not that Ike hasn't done it, or Bees hasn't done it, or Zussi hasn't done it this year. But they've, as of late, even in this stretch of wins, they've had some like high school, JV high school looking <laughs> clearances. Do you like know the plays I'm talking about? Shall were, we? In that last game. Let's go back through the whole yeah, season. Yeah, but Shallow did it. And then, man, somebody else, he, he like shanked it to try to clear it. And the ball went up in the box and then came right back down. And then it was like. Ike or someone showed up that you're like, oh, Ike will get it out. And then Ike shanks it and like it floats up in the box again. And that's that's a very weird thing I've seen happen like multiple times. Very poor clearances. These soccer gods are against Vermont. I'm I know. <laughs> they are. That's why this, this team feels different that they overcame. Those, yeah. Yeah. Um, so from what the quotes that we got today at training, it seems pretty clear that Croze is going to be the choice, even though Vermees did not confirm that. Yes. Yeah. At least, yeah, Vermees did better about hiding it than Croze did. The way Croze (laughs) was talking about it it was basically like, yeah, they told me I need to be right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I play well on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I do think it's likely Croze, and if they call Lindsay back, he'll be on the bench just as a... Backup. Yeah, Stay Lindsay started tonight for the U20s in a, what'd you say, 6-1? to 7-1, I think. 7-1 to one win. And he got an assist. Kid picked up an assist. Good for him. 
But that would be a lot of... Uh, I'm sure they probably will recall him just in case, but that would be a lot to uh, rely on the kid. Yeah, I mean, who do start. you back up for a right back in case something happens to Zuzi and without recalling him? Yeah, yeah, you need, I Brad you Evans. need Lindsay there. <laughs> was Evans in the 18 last game? No, the last he one was though. in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's move on to this weekend. RSL, it is, unfortunately. Yeah, it's all the Galaxy's fault. The Galaxy? Yeah, because they lost to Houston. They're up two goals. <laughs> That's the reason RSL's in the playoffs. It's everybody <laughs> LA's fault because they beat LAFC too. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I mean, Dallas's fault in there too because they couldn't beat Colorado on the final day. <laughs> Uh, I just want to blame the Galaxy. I'm sorry. Blame yes. all of LA, man. <laughs> so RSL, another playoff important meeting with RSL. Another team that we love. One of our faves. Love to hate. <laughs> <laughs> At least we haven't double posted with them. But so what, <laughs> there are there are three holdovers from 2013 on their roster. Is it three? only three? Plata, Armando. Uh, reason to hate him anyway, so it's okay. Beckerman. Okay. I think that's it. I mean, two of those three I despise <laughs> more than anything, so it's enough. Which two? <laughs> yeah, which two? Beckerman and Ramondo. I was going to say, I don't think do, – do people – I don't know if you could really hate Jao Plata. The guy seems, like, really happy and bubbly all the time. Why do you hate Ramondo? Because he's too good. I don't hate him as a person. It's just, you know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I respect him. Just, you okay. Know. I just, there's people that – are really good that sporting plays I don't hate. I mean, well, I, like I said, I don't hate him as a person. But No. Story about Beckerman? Yeah. When he was here for the All-Star game, I interviewed him and I said, so how's it feel to not be the bad guy in this stadium? He goes, I don't think I'm the bad guy anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, fair enough. All right, I'm jealous of his hair, Thad, if you want to be truthful. How old is he now? <laughs> in dog years? No, I don't know. <laughs> He's old. I, I don't know how much longer he can last. Well, actually, who are we talking about there? Were we talking Ramondo or Beckerman? Because they're both old as yes. shit. <laughs> um, I was thinking you were meaning Beckerman, but yeah. I meant Ramondo. Um, now, Beckerman, as a player, I really detest. He still starts. Like, he's still a starter, I guess. Pretty much. Right? Um, holding mid, he didn't have to early, run. But yeah. didn't have to run very far back there either. Yeah, he's he's not Wizard. a stud like Espinosa. <laughs> or Ilya is who you... Compare him to, right? <laughs> well, I compare him to Espinosa because they've had more battles. Yeah, they've had quite a few. So that'll be fun, seeing those two. Mm-hmm. As long as we're winning. Almost we're crying could, at the end. <laughs> almost wish you could bring Failhaber back for the hate. Yeah, that'd be cool. Guys, it's really weird. If you can't tell, it's really weird. We don't know that it's RSL. We're doing this just in case. <laughs> and we don't. So we don't actually think that it's RSL. <laughs> So we're talking right now, we, we're not really sure why. And so that's maybe why our analysis is lacking at the moment. <laughs> so who is bothered by the fact that we have only won one of our past 12 MLS meetings with uh, RSL? Yeah, that that's... I'm bothered by yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even need to see the like stat to know that. It just seems, yeah. it just feels like every time we play RSL, something bad happens. Drew them here one-to-one not too long ago on the 30th. And then uh, lost in, in Salt Lake. So, so wait, didn't they like? Didn't we destroy RSL? That was Open Cup. An Open Cup. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. With a three-five-two. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. So I know you guys don't like Beckerman and Ramondo, but what about the coach, Pecky? Yeah. He's fine. I respect SOBs. Like I said, I respect <laughs> Beckerman. I respect Ramondo. Pecky, I, I didn't say respect. I said like. You, you've got to be. I mean, you know. You like Pecky? I like Pecky. Yeah. I like but he's coach, an SOB. I like a coach that's not afraid to say things in the media. To get a $10,000 fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and throw printers under the bus for not printing fast enough. And yeah. to criticize uh, Marufo for the bad PK call. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually I could look forward to him being here for an interview. So. Did you witness any yeah. of that? Which? Any, any of Petke's frustration after the 1-1 draw here? No. Because, you know, Thad, it must be said, rode the elevator with Will Ferrell this past weekend. I was thinking to myself, if I had stuck around and hung with Thad, I would have gotten to do that too. Dang it. There may not have been room. <laughs> yeah, I decided last minute to not go to the game because I realized literally the number one reason in my head that I was like, I should go was because of the off chance that I would be in the ele- that I like knew at some point I would see Will Ferrell in in the press box and all that at some point. I don't eh, I don't know where he was at actually, but but I, anytime someone notable is at that stadium, they're always like on that floor in one of those like suites. I don't even know if you call them suites, where yeah, there's well, like private rooms. Right. Yeah, it's where the players, the injured players, watch from. All of that. Yeah. So I did ride down the elevator with Will Ferrell. So, I mean, let's talk about that awkward picture with Nate Bucati and Will Ferrell. Somebody captions it like, uh, Will looks like he's really thrilled to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I, it was an awkward picture. <laughs> yeah, it was. He was like, Nate was like fanboying. <laughs> yeah. Glad that wasn't you, Thad. No, I yeah. don't <laughs> have any interest of selfies with people, famous or not. <laughs> All right, so back to RSL. Yes, they have a lot of good attackers. That's That's the problem with RSL. Jao Plata can just run around the feet of all of our big defenders. Rusnak. Un- unnoticed. Until somebody steps on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I know you guys love to hate Matt Doyle, but he says here that uh, they have wingers who can roast defenders in isolation. So, yeah. Looking uh, at you, Kraze. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hmm. that'll be that'll be a question for sure. It could be the... And as good of a defender as Zussi is, or as you know, as great as he's done for this team in that spot, you know, like one on one, like a, a someone can make Zussi look bad. Like oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Zussi can look bad on some, you know, some awkward plays or one on one moments, but and yeah. since he's the one that gets forward the most, he's the one that gets split the most mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Ike has to come out and you know get pulled out the middle. So, and then. Yeah. Beasler shifts and Ilya drops in and right, yeah. They cover. So I each think other. we're vulnerable there, but the number of weapons that we were talking about earlier, it just this team just Sporting just feels like they're kind of on another level than some of these other teams in the playoffs. And don't get me wrong, Sporting is a far better team than RSL at this point. They're yeah. just, I mean, all the way around, they're a far better team. What RSL is good at is getting under their skin. And playing the, I'm not going to even, I don't want to call it a dirty game, but they play a physical, sometimes cheap, cynical. Well, it's, uh, yeah, just, it's a rivalry uh, game. I mean, and everything goes out the window for a rivalry game. You know, 
Beckerman is expert at getting other people carded when he doesn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All of that. So that's that's one of my reasons that I really hate RSL. It's not a it's not a beautiful soccer game. It's a let's see how much we can abuse the friggin' rules. Now, if we can just withstand the onslaught from the wings and stay within a goal or two, I think Sporting Park will prevail. Well, because of the wing thing, yeah, I think midfield is the crucial battleground again. And we've proved been pretty dominant in there with our, th- our trio. So, Yeah, that midfield, we're so lucky <laughs> to have those three. Good thing about playing RSL too is the game would be on grass. Yeah, Real sure. field. Because I I always seem to feel like sporting this year has last couple of years hasn't played as well on turf as they do on grass, especially this year. So. Yeah, you got to wonder, and, and, and I, we don't need to talk about this necessarily because it would go on forever. But would sporting be in the situation they're in if we hadn't gotten Felipe Gutierrez? I mean, he hasn't been dominating in the last couple of weeks, but he's been solid and. Well, yeah. I don't. The first five or six games of the season, they wouldn't have been on well, as sure. high of the, the sure. you know that they were. Yeah, yeah. Then you would have had Johan, the best player in MLS, Croze, being the attacking mid the entire season, <laughs> and he would have adapted quicker. And who knows what would quicker? Happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets better every game. Maybe he would be the best player in MLS by now. You don't know. And <laughs> then you'd had to have somebody else be the outside back extra winger guy. So. Okay, so if we're playing uh, RSL, I mean, we've got to talk about this factor. A hot goalkeeper can take you places, and is it going to be a matter of who gets hotter, Milia Romando, or stays hot? Or... In a two-game series? Yeah, but it, you could almost say that about any position. Yeah. I mean, keeper can be really hot but still be punished by their defense you know sure so sporting may not have been able to shove it down Ramondo's throat last time they were here but they had plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. and with the proper ball movement and proper runs they will make the they will make those turn into goals and got remember that was like also when Shallowy wasn't playing very good last time RSL was here True. If I remember correctly. So there's a lot of factors to that where the rest of the team is clicking better now. So I would still think that sporting would have the advantage. All right. Moving on. RSL? I have nothing. They're trash. They stole our women's soccer team. (laughs) And the name from our baseball team. Which they're getting sued for. They are indeed. I'm I'm very confident in this team. I uh, there's not one team that I think about that like, oh, we can't beat them. And it would be Atlanta, but they've already beat them. Well, they've this, shown that they can beat them. This team has so much fight to them. Yeah. And, and playoff soccer is it's a brawl. I mean, yeah, there's skill involved. Obviously, we just saw a nice volley, but it's a brawl. And we've got that quality. We can bang with anybody. So I know this wasn't necessarily truly on the agenda for tonight, but what two 
things about this team. I'm just trying to limit it to two so we don't talk forever. Do you, I'm going to go with you, Cody, first, mm-hmm. since you always do this shit to me. <laughs> what two things about this team makes you feel like this is the year they could go all the way? What two things? Um, the number of weapons that a goal can come from anywhere. From any of the front three, from any of the midfielders, and especially in this next in this upcoming game, Zusi always has a goal in him as well. And if it's gonna be Crase, then dude's got some goals in him as well there. So yeah, there's the number of tools that they have. That's the number one thing for me. And then um Peter Vermees's system. I think he's built the right mentality in the locker room. Every single player knows what's required of them. They're confident. And um, I think everyone is just like ready to get out there on the field just because they're so prepared. Bob? Not a whole lot else I can say. <laughs> I did. I was pretty uh, rounded. The number of weapons um, for sure. And it's not just the number of weapons. It's the number of ways that we can score because those weapons are so varied. You've got Russell who can – cut into the middle and play a ball that penetrates or he can score himself. You've got Shallowy who just can pull these shots out of his skill yeah. set. You've got Gerso's speed who can disrupt a team. You've got Johan's power. Felipe at any moment can have a moment of magic. You know, Espinoza's shot this past weekend. So it's a number of ways that we can beat teams. But the second part is a little more specific but similar to yours is they just, like Peter said, they just outwork people. Mm-hmm. they will not be outworked. And again, in playoff soccer, when it is a more of a scrum, uh, that's huge. And, and they, they work for each other. Yeah, and that is, yeah, that's like what Peter Vermees has built like into just the fiber of this club, where oh, it's, yeah. you, if you are not that kind of player, you're probably not even going to get signed. And if you do, then it'll show very quickly and you're not going to play. And you'll be relegated to South America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miliano. Um, Okay, Thad, what about you? A little variation on you guys, okay? Yes, the weapons, but I'm going to go with the... There's been some leadership everywhere, okay, in this this team in the past, but this year it's growing, okay? That leadership is a little better. Beasler is a little more fiery this year than he has Mm, been in the past. Agreed. He's made some runs that he doesn't normally make. Uh, Espinoza has been the heart and soul of that midfield as long as he's played there because of his passion and nonstop play. But now you have Gutierrez there as a, as a kind of a counterbalance for a slightly more talented of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But the front line was always a little bit lacking in that. Jacob Peterson, Jacob the yeah. answer Peterson, was a never-say-die guy who was reasonably not horrible. <laughs> but Johnny freaking Russell, okay? I've seen stupid analysts say this team has nobody to put it that will put the whole team on their back. Johnny freaking Russell will do Done that. Done it multiple times. Okay? They need a goal. He dribbles through two defenders and takes a shot. He need a goal. He dribbles through two defenders and sets up shallowy. That's a guy. 
and I'm not going to say that he's going to go out and score every goal, every game, because he's not. But his attitude is something that this team hasn't had that attitude yeah. in a controlled fashion for quite a while, I would say. It, the looks, the attitude, the way he pisses other people off without even being a dick like Dom was. <laughs> um, oh, I totally agree with you. All of that, he's the leader that this team needed to play that role. And not, so, s- so not surprisingly, that just yeah. echoes what Mo Johnston was for the 2000 team. This team should always have a Scotsman on it. There you go. <laughs> Fiery Scotsman. Um, let's just go to overtime. Extra time. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I have a good one to talk about first. We kind of were just touching on it. Um, Daniel Shallowy rumor. Yes. If it probably not much of one, but yeah, to talk about him, uh, you made me think of it earlier when you were bringing up all the different weapons. Daniel, yes, like Daniel Shallowy has that where he can just come out of nowhere and like supply it, but it's that's why. I like him so much because in that in that game, he had two opportunities, like golden, golden opportunities, and probably should have put them away. And as a what, however old he at 21-year-old, 20-year-old, there's really something to say there that, you know, it might affect him, but if anything, it, like, just puts a fire under him, and he knows he has to make up for it, and... It obviously works for him to like play that way, and there's that's definitely something that is going to be sought after overseas on that guy that just he can be quiet the whole game, but he's always dangerous. You can't forget about him for one second, and he's always capable. Well, I could put it this way this morning when I was talking to him that he takes chances that other people don't take. Yeah, he tries things that other people don't try. He he's a little audacious yeah. at times. Yeah, and sometimes they come off, sometimes they don't, but he takes them. What's funny is he's got three straight game-winning goals, right? Three, the last Which three is games. amazing. Amazing. New record for sporting. Six altogether. Um, but what I find to me is I don't feel like he actually played really, really well in some of those games. Yeah. But he's scored two goals and a game-winner. He scored another game-winner. scored another game-winner. Exactly. And he came out of nowhere and would score those. Kind of echoing what Cody was saying, but he also and, – and what you were saying too, Bob, but he doesn't need five feet of room to shoot. He needs half an inch. <laughs> he just he doesn't even need to see the goal in order to shoot because he knows where it's at. That the the goal he scored in Atlanta is the one I, I always like think about when we're talking like that. Yeah, because and I've tried to teach kids this that you don't have to be able to see the entire goal. You know to shoot. where it is. You know where it's at. The ball's over here. Your leg reaches over there. Shoot it around the friggin' defender, and the keeper can't see it coming. And as I I think about that a lot with. Uh, youth games like that keepers are not as good kids should just be launching the ball from a long ways out all the time i don't <laughs> hey, a lot know, of them are man. in that yeah. vein that vancouver finish that was not an easy finish yeah. and it was with a defender in the way of the goalkeeper too and he just the, that the, it was the calm first touch like yeah. at full speed in the box with yeah. people yeah. around you that he just set it set himself up perfectly that was great yeah. so uh, another year here and he's a 15 or 20 goal scorer well, well so, i mean so that's what i'm thinking like if next year Daniel puts together two months where he doesn't miss those first two chances in that game, like 
maybe not even two months. Like, if he puts together one month where he just puts away all of his chances, like, he'll get bought so fast by someone in Europe. It'll be a nice payday for sporting. Yes, yes. Well, don't you think in the offseason he's going to get a quite, a quite a raise? I do, I, yeah. And and I think there are going to be teams that are looking at him even then. No, I, he, I mean, might, he might stay. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think – I think Daniel is seriously just so close. Like the margins are just so close for him to like be on a completely other level. We have to see if he takes that step, though. Yeah, I, I mean, know. It, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm not trying to be a downer, but I know. I I agree exactly. He's he's had moments this year where he was one of you know the best striker on the field, and he's had moments this year where he was a 21 year old kid mm-hmm. on the field that mm-hmm. was kind of yeah, not not nearly at the best. But, um, again, you can say that about just about every player, but. Yeah. At some point, if you're going to go to play in the championship or the Premier League, you can't have those days as much. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at him and say he could be a guy who go over there and just bottom out and not do anything. Yeah, and, yeah. get him back for a tenth of the price. Yeah. Um, After making the payday, too. <laughs> so we just don't know. But that rumor today, um, I really, An truly believe, ploy. is just – of agents putting his shit out there, okay? There was no information there whatsoever. There yeah. was no, like, oh, linked to Darby. It was okay. literally agent says he wants to. <laughs> yeah, looking. it wasn't It wasn't even like teams in championship looking at him. It yeah. was agent says he wants to go there. Well, no shit, okay? Yeah. Exactly. You, you could talk about any 21-year-old kid in MLS. Yes, they want to go to the championship mm-hmm. or they want to go to – you know, the Bundesliga. So I almost feel bad that we put that out at there as a rumor. It was we're we're so putting weak. rumor in quotes. Yes. You can't see us right now, but we're doing that. <laughs> we initially said it was linked, but it was not linked. It was just a rumor. Okay. What else we got? Is there isn't? Did you want to do that, or how are we on time? Yeah, what do you, what do you got? What's your... Well, we isn't. kind of alluded to it earlier, but you did make a comment that, you know, if we go to Portland and go down a goal, we're still going to be okay. So my is or isn't is I feel the way I feel, and I'll say the way I feel in a minute, but um, is this team good enough to go to Portland and go down two goals and still come back at home and win the series? Or Yeah. Or aren't they? Yeah, there's – I'm yeah, they're capable of that. They would – I'm obviously not going to say they can't do that. <laughs> and the reason you feel they can is because of what you said earlier with yeah. the weapons? Or? All those weapons, a playoff. Man, I don't know how many people here have been to a Sporting Kansas City playoff game at that stadium, but wow. And I I, I don't see them. I, I, anything will be possible in that in that stadium. Okay, so are you talking about the fans being the 12th man? Like Yeah. Like uh, who was talking about that this weekend? Um, Daniel Shalley actually was in in, in post game interview. Vermees said it too. Vermees, wait, yeah. he's just so good. Like Vermees, like sometimes I think he like knows. Like oh, I got this quote that they'll love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yes, I, I do. I'm I'm confident. Once they if they bring a game back to Kansas City, I think uh, anything will be possible. And that, how do you feel? Yes, I agree. It is possible for them to come back i would rather not see them have to though mm-hmm. i would not be too upset with a one nothing down coming back but i would be much happier with a one one get that away goal 
So, yep. Yeah, they can do it. Now, I, the one thing is, uh, Sporting's like the third best road team, or at least they were right a couple weeks ago when I was looking. Uh, so that may even be better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't remember when I last looked. So. Yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you guys have mentioned, I agree too. And just, just the reason I ask that question is because that hasn't been the case in my gut of guts the last couple of years. Because they've had too many times where they haven't been able to score goals. Yeah, they haven't been. A, yeah, they can't score. They yeah. couldn't score all those right, years. Right. And this year, and who was our striker? So who was our striker when we couldn't score? <laughs> Dom Dwyer. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And how did his goals. team? How did his team do this year? <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's. Again, that's just part of why this team is better is because they don't have one guy scoring 15 goals and the strategy isn't to go down wide and try to cross it into a short guy. Exactly. Uh, now, Russell, Shallowy, Kyrie, are Kyrie's in there throwing bows. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if people still think he shouldn't be starting. Yeah, after the... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It's... It's so watching the team play like with him out there is just fun. Like Kyrie, the creator. I'll say it again. He's um, one good thing about Vermees is he doesn't go and say, "Okay, we have to play uh, the way that this other team plays." I mean, we don't have to live up to an expectation of somebody else. It's hashtag sporting weird. He just says, "This is the way I think we need to play, and that's the way they play." And so far, he's mostly right. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping Kyrie uh set muscling defenders out of the way and setting that goal up for Shallowy against was that Vancouver, the Vancouver game. Mm-hmm. I was hoping I was really hoping that one was enough to convince the majority of people that like our team can do this with him out there. You know what, no matter what happens in this postseason, there's gonna be so much to talk about this team off off season. Yeah, so many different things. To and talk we'll about. still have a segment on who should be the starting forward and <laughs> how good Johan Kraze is, if they'll, and if they'll sign a DP striker. <laughs> um, you know, well, is Tyler Freeman the answer? Uh, we never, and when we're talking about all this earlier too, we never mentioned Rubio, Namath, or Busio. Yeah, in, yeah, in right. all that offense, exactly. We never actually mentioned their name. So. Yeah. And what a year of being in this league and being in a center forward position is going to do for Shelton. It's going to do for Johan. It's going to, yeah. So. Well, yeah. and shoot, Shallowy next year, twenty-one-year-old, yep. three seasons under his belt. Oh my mm-hmm. god, he could he could just do so much <laughs> next year if he gets his man muscles. <laughs> I want to see fifteen pounds on you, Shallowy, next next season. I don't think that's happening. Ten. Seven. Seven pounds of okay. muscle, shall yeah. we? That actually might be all you get out of him. Well, he he wants to, he idolizes Cristiano. Cristiano, his arms aren't that skinny. Mm-hmm. No, they're thicker than Shallowy is. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've um, gone about an hour here. Any final thoughts? Go sporting. Kick some A. It's going to be fun next couple weeks. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Okay. All right. Uh, Until, yeah, so maybe we will try one on Sunday after the game. I'm in. I'm saying it out loud so we'll feel like we need to do it. 
Of course, if the game's in Portland, it may be at you know, 11.30 or midnight. Yeah. No, no. It's supposed to be like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I think it's an oh, afternoon. Okay. I think they're I all afternoon. Yeah. Because MLS likes to go up against NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Guess Sunday. Let's give it work, man. Listen for us Sunday night or Monday morning. We will see you then. Go sporting. Anything to shake this foot I'm in My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking My foot buttings got me drinking